Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. We're talking acquisitions today, baby. That's right. They're they're popping off like hotcakes, man. Everybody's <laughs> buying everybody. Uh, welcome to the Chad and Cheese Show, everybody. I am your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. And today we are graced with the pleasure to introduce and interview Danielle Weinblatt. Danielle, how you doing? Hi. You may know Danielle from her days at Take the Interview, Convey IQ, but now, because of an acquisition, she is president and chief product officer at Intello. Danielle, for those who don't know you, give us a quick uh, quick elevator pitch on you and a little bit about uh, the new company. Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, so for those of you that don't know me, I have been building recruitment technology now for almost a decade, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I founded a company called Take the Interview, which was one of the first enterprise digital interviewing players in the market. Uh, I did that actually while I was still getting uh, my MBA. So created that company uh, literally out of my dorm room from business school. And uh, and that was fun. And that ended up being really successful. I still have people who who miss TTI and miss that branding. So it's always great to, to meet someone who used that product. Um, you know, after several years, we recognized with uh, high volume recruitment that there were other problems that we wanted to solve for our clients. So I expanded the platform and created a new solution called Convey IQ. We ended up taking uh, the Take the Interview product and making it one module of Convey IQ. And that product is, it's been a real dream for a lot of organizations that had problems following up with the thousands, sometimes tens or hundreds of thousands of candidates that they would have to follow up with in the hiring process. And so the system ended up being really the first talent communication platform post-apply to give candidates proactive updates about their status, coordinate interviews, prepare them, and then basically take them through the entire hiring life cycle. And then fast forward until now, um, you know, it was uh, several months ago, uh, I was talking to a good friend of mine, John Bischke, and I was familiar with the Intello product because uh, I'd known him for many years. But uh, last year, I spoke at his recruitment automation summit. And I knew that he was really passionate about figuring out the automation points from end to end, from source to hire. And so Intello, if you're not aware of their platform, they've spent a lot of time trying to create automation on the front end for sourcers. And then with Convey IQ, we've tried to eliminate the headaches with all of the manual touch points post-apply. So we talked about what our products could look like together. And that original partnership uh, turned into a deeper one. And uh, I'm excited to announce that that the company that I created many years ago was acquired by Intello in August. 
Now I want to know how many drinks were consumed in that first meeting where you guys thought about, hey, we, we could be good together. <laughs> it was actually over lunch. So John was being very conservative. Um, but, uh, you know, o- over the years, we had a friendship where we would have a drink or two and we would have musings about the industry. Um, but it was a fairly sober decision, which I prefer <laughs> <laughs> and this, this journey started roughly six years ago. Was that when Take the Interview was first launched, 2013, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly? Yeah, that, that's right. So we launched the first product in 2013. And, uh, but I, I had been uh, building out different concepts of what Take the Interview could become for, a, for about a year prior to our first release. Gotcha. That's one hell of a pivot, right? Going from take the interview to a Marketo RMP type of platform. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a lot to take on. So what made you look at take the interview and say, okay, there's this huge gap, which, you know, we could prospectively hopefully bridge, but that's a big gap. What made you, what made you take that choice to try to become an RMP Uh, and go away from really to an extent what you were would take the interview. Yeah, I mean, I think every company needs to think about an evolution. I, Take the Interview was a great product, but it was a point solution. And so it really only worked for organizations that had high volume roles. And so what we saw is that if a company was deprioritizing their recruitment for campus or for sales or for community or call centers, uh, frequently they would ask us if there were other solutions that they could leverage that our company offered because they liked our partnership. But we just really didn't have anything beyond the digital interviewing screening and the two-way video interviewing, which in itself was becoming a commodity. And I don't know if you recall, digital interviewing saw a lot of entrance after our emergence, after our uh, initial product launch. And there were several players in the market who we all know and they were excellent, but there were a lot of entrants. And so I just believe that you need to consistently be ahead of where the market is going and what people need, or else you will be a company that becomes a dinosaur, or you will wither away, you'll go into the abyss. And so you have to think about expansion and more pain points that you can solve for the clients that you know and care about. Right. So when you're taking a look at this, if from, from our standpoint, we can pretty much take a look at sales and marketing and that industry itself and start to model off of certain products or, or what we're seeing that could be perfect for recruiting. For an, ex- for an example, because we're a few years behind generally from a standpoint of technology, sales and marketing. Did you take a look at like the Marketos or the exact targets? Did you look to model off of one of those types of organizations or did this just come out of nowhere? No, we did. We definitely took a look at HubSpot, which is uh, an amazing client of ours. Uh, We took a look at Outreach um, and Marketo. And so there are definitely best-in-class solutions out there that we we examined. But here's the thing. There are still dynamics of recruitment that are very different than sales and marketing that you need to consider. Uh, I, I mean, 
to understand a candidate's relationship with an organization and be able to personalize that at scale, I believe is more important than sometimes the personalization that you're sending to a prospect, because this is someone's potential livelihood. This is, you know, sending a message to someone at the right time so that you can encourage them to make a huge shift in their life, particularly if you think about passive recruitment, sending communication to someone and convincing them to leave their current situation to come work at your organization. That requires a lot more sensitivity and a lot more detail when you're thinking about communication and and marketing comms. So um, we had to approach it by being inspired by marketing automation, but remembering that recruitment is a totally different ballgame in some respects. The platform wars are in full effect in recruitment. Um, we're seeing ISIMs making a lot of acquisitions. They just bought Jibe, Text Recruit before that. We're seeing Jobvite, um, Canvas, uh, all kinds of acquisitions. Obviously, LinkedIn's relationship with Microsoft. You guys seem to be sort of putting, uh, you know, your hands together in terms of hoping to create an end-to-end solution from, you know, the sourcing and recruiting piece to the. I, I'm assuming the the onboarding and everything else. How do you guys? Am I right? And and if so, are you are? You, how do you guys plan to compete with some of these big players with you know deep pockets, or are you uh, hoping to be a platform for maybe a particular niche or a certain size of company or maybe geographically a a platform that they can use? Yeah, I think we're still very complementary with the vision that I have for the combined solution. We still integrate with all of the major enterprise applicant tracking systems. We're a partner of iSIMS. We're a partner of Workdays, of Taleos. Um, You know, we can really work as an end-to-end automation platform or communication platform from source to hire. And so what does that mean? All of the gaps that you may see in your existing ATS that aren't working for you right now, we can basically plug that hole. So your ATS, for example, just like if you're using Salesforce, if we want to go back to that analogy, your CRM system isn't going to tell you which prospects are the right prospects for you. It's not going to go out there and source for a job description for you. Whereas some of the algorithms that Intello has built based on their database, they're able to identify candidates to recommend. But why wouldn't we apply that science to the candidates that are already sitting in your ATS or candidates that recently applied or candidates that are already in your organization that may be overlooked because there's no person focusing on internal mobility. So when you think about how we can interact, at least on the front end of the process, we can basically understand the roles you're recruiting for and your organization to help you then surface or identify the right candidates that then could be automatically engaged and then screened 
and then scheduled and then communicated with to the point of hire. Your ATS still serves a tremendous purpose. You can still house the candidates in the ATS. You can still have a lot of your integrations, like your background checks and your assessments, if you still want to use those integrated with your existing system. But this is a smart layer that would go on top of your ATS or your CRM to basically do a lot of the work that your recruiters are doing manually and take it now from your first touch point to the first day. And that to me is really beautiful. We'll get back to the interview in a minute. But first, we have a question for Andy Katz, COO of Next. What kinds of companies should be leveraging programmatic? Every Fortune 1000 company out there, anybody with extreme volume of jobs, you're recruiting for 20 positions a year, you don't need programmatic. You can go to a recruitment marketing agency or a job board and do a direct email with your company only. You're not in with another 20 uh, companies in a job alert, or you're not just on a career site or a job board. You could do banner advertising, buy premium placements. So where programmatic, again, is one piece of the puzzle, it's not going to ever be the end-all, be-all. And I do believe all the programmatic uh, platforms out there have ancillary services to support that, knowing that you can't just survive on a one-trick pony. For more information, go to hiring.next.com. Remember, that's next with the double X, not the triple X. Hiring.next.com. So uh, any plans to start an ATS or maybe looking to get bought by an ATS? No plans to start an ATS. Um, and I don't know, no plans right now to be bought by anybody. I mean, the ink really hasn't even dried on our acquisition. Um, I think we just want to build a great product. Uh, we have 600 clients now globally. So that's a lot, you know, in terms of my new role, it's a lot of companies to talk to, to make sure they're getting value from our product. Um, but I'm really excited about building this vision, um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's there's going to be excitement in the marketplace. So quickly, logistically, uh, who's moving to California? Who's staying in New York? Like, how does the whole uh, workforce thing shake out with the acquisition? Yeah. So uh, the entire New York office remains. So now that becomes Intello East and the entire San Francisco office remains as Intello West. Uh, we have been traveling back and forth weekly. Uh, different members of our teams have been visiting each other's offices. Uh, my plan, because we have such a large West Coast client base, uh, my plan is to split my time. Uh, so basically every two weeks, every three weeks, be in San Francisco. I think it's super important, at least for the next 12 months, uh, to fully integrate our cultures um, but yeah, I'm lucky. I get to stay in Manhattan. Like you can't beat that. I was going to ask you which city you like better. I guess that answers my question. <laughs> I, like I said before, I'm a true New Yorker. I, I still, if you, if you put two, if I have too many drinks, I will say coffee. Uh, so, 
But, uh, but yeah, it's great. Jo- John and the team have been super amazing, like super respectful of our office and our team here. And, um, and I, I definitely know I made the right decision by working with them. Excellent. So 600 clients, most of them on the West Coast, are those mainly the bulk of them convey IQ or are they Intello clients or are those kind of like a, a mashing together now of the new company? Yeah, it's a mashing together of the new company. I mean, I, I don't think it's a, a surprise. Um, you know, Intello is obviously larger than Convey IQ. They brought a lot to the table, um, but we also had a very formidable client base. Um, our clients are located all over the world. It's just that where Intello started, and I know you're familiar with the you know the legacy product or, or what they started out doing, which is obviously going to be changing. Uh, and evolving, but a lot of it was for tech talent. So when you think about the companies that were gravitating towards Intello's products in the very early days, those were some of the high growth organizations on the West Coast that needed great developers, great data scientists, great product managers. And so still a large part of our client base. Um, I don't know the exact percentage, but you know it's, it's high. They're located uh, on the West Coast. Um, but we, you know, we have we have a lot of great clients on the East Coast and all over the world. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of this. So how long is it going to take for Convey IQ to become Intello? Because it sounds like that's where you guys are going now as it is. You Your, your title's an Intello title. You have the East and the West Intello, uh, pretty much HQs per se. When is Convey IQ going to become a product name under the Intello brand? Yeah, so we're going to do things differently. It's not it's not going to work like that. Um, you know, I think like when I mentioned an end to end solution for recruitment mm-hmm. automation, it's going to be one product. So there's not going to be like a Convey IQ separate system. There's not going to be an Intello separate system. It's like um, a perfect example is a marriage, right? It's two people who have been individuals for a really long time, but in order to come together as a unit, they both need to make compromises. They both need to figure out what you know each other's strengths and weaknesses are. And then often, you know, they have children, so they create new human beings from that unit or from that combination. This is very similar. I mean, you know, we're not just going to be two individuals or two software systems, you know, just um, you know, put together in one, it's going to be a lot of reevaluation of each other's software and reevaluation of where is Intel strong, where is Convey IQ strong, uh, and where are we weak, and then figuring out how to really make a beautiful platform together. So expect us by next year to have given birth to something that is better than the sum of the parts. It takes a village, Chad. It takes a village. Yeah. yeah. So is that going to be under one brand? That was a long answer for, is this going to be one brand or is it going to come under a new brand? That's not Intello. It's not Convey IQ. It's going to be Brady Bunch, basically. Uh, It's going to be under Intello. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There we go. But it's going to be a new product. So 
Very no, good. totally. Yeah, well, I totally understand that. You've got two big, you've got two platforms that are coming together, but under the Intello name, which is again from an offering standpoint. So, Intello has the the, the sourcing automation piece, and obviously Convey IQ, which is I, I love this marriage because of. I, I really saw Intello as a great technology, but it was incredibly incomplete. I think, and I believe in what it sounds like is putting Convey IQ with Intello makes it a much more rounded, holistic type of system so that you're not just going after and providing candidates, you're also giving the, the availability to engage and nurture those candidates. Is that what is pretty much the long-term vision. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, but a lot of the automation features and the intelligence are going to be improved as well. So I don't I don't want to miss out on that component because of the ability to engage these candidates and know whether they actually end up at that organization or not. You basically have reinforcement learning, and you're able to then improve your ability to source and screen as well. Yeah, sounds like Chad approves of uh, of the acquisition. Looking at some of the news in uh, recent days with uh, Q's lawsuit against LinkedIn uh, yeah. and sort of winning battles in terms of being able to scrape or, or take profile data uh, and put that into sort of a sourcing machine. Do you have any thoughts on that case or how that Im- might impact Intello uh, and the product going forward? Yeah, that's a great question. So it's definitely big news. It's definitely something that we have been discussing. I will be clear, though, that Intello uh, has not scraped LinkedIn data. Um, They don't develop their profiles that way. They don't... (laughs) Cute. Um, They don't develop their... They don't develop their profiles that way. Um, You know, it's something... It's something we're talking about internally and what the implications are. I don't have it right now on the roadmap to be changing what we're currently doing for the search product. Um, But... You know, we just have to take it day by day. Yeah, but you got to admit that that opens up uh, more data. And and that's really, I mean, Intello is a data company and they're pulling candidate data, right? And if you take a look at GDPR and and you have uh, these candidates who allow that to happen, what's, I mean, what's wrong with pulling that data to be able to make more of a complete story for an individual that you're trying to target? Yeah, I mean, I think those are the pros of of this ruling. I think you're hitting on, you know, uh, a person who builds software and who wants to be able to create uh, better algorithms that enable you to find the right candidates and engage them. Clearly, there are benefits to getting more data. It's like any other algorithm that makes better, more informed recommendations. If you're thinking about Netflix or Spotify or anything along those lines, Um, I think it's just I think the reality is that we're not exactly sure the way LinkedIn will react. And I think until we have a real sense of what is what is how this will play out and what LinkedIn's reaction will be, we are taking a more conservative approach before we start diving into thinking about how we would use more publicly available data. But listen, I agree with you. From a product perspective, it's great. 
great. It's awesome. And hopefully it'll make better solutions for our clients. But we don't want to do anything without having all of the information available to us and knowing exactly what LinkedIn could do or would do if we were to pursue that route. I want to keep with some more news uh, that recently came up. You may have seen that um, HireVue sort of shuffled their investors uh, recently. And this is a, you know, a 10-year, 10-plus-year-old company that was doing video, video interviewing, which is something that you know quite a bit about. Um, what, what, are, what are sort of your thoughts on the future of video? Uh, you know, Chad and I had a show recently where I thought, you know, the shuffling of of investors and and not having a sort of liquidation or you know an IPO or cash out uh, event at any point in the last fifteen years was sort of a bad omen for for video interviewing. What are some of your thoughts on the current state of that business and where it's going in the future? Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would agree with you. Um, I think that you can't be, and this goes back to your first question for me around take the interview. I love that product. I think it's super helpful, but I don't think it's sustainable to just be a video interviewing company. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to expand your value proposition outside of it. And I think, you know, perhaps the way in which they've approached expanding the value prop, I think initially it may not have been the right direction for the company to take, Uh, you know, starting to apply algorithms to do facial recognition and understand voice uh, intonation to predict the viability or the fit of a candidate inside of an organization obviously has a lot of issues surrounding it. There's a lot of biases and there's a lot of things that just create complications, you know, particularly bandwidth. Um, you know, if you can't see uh, someone's uh, picture clearly on their video, how can you compare that analysis to someone whose uh, who's picture is clear? So there, there were perhaps a lot of issues with the route that they took with their R&D. But I think there's a lot of, cap- like, there are a lot of capable and intelligent people at a higher view. Like, no one should underestimate the CEO and their management team because I think that they probably have something up their sleeve um, that we're not aware of, but perhaps the historical product execution and innovation where they focus hasn't lent itself to a bigger exit. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And and I'm going to let you get out on uh, let you out on this. And, and I want you to get a little bit of redemption here in this interview. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was recently quoted as saying that you two getting together was akin to sort of two dinosaurs cuddling um, at the end of the earth in hopes of, of surviving, <laughs> um, you know, impending doom. Uh, you obviously disagree with that. And, and you know, we've had rumors on the show and we've had, you know, people tell us about, you know, uh, executive exodus at Intello. We've heard Intello was on, you know, death watch for the last year. Live support. Yeah. This is your chance to say I'm wrong. Uh, this is the state of the businesses and here's where we're going in the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. And listen, you know, here's the thing. You're totally entitled to your opinion. And, you know, it, it could be interpreted that way from the outside. And sometimes perception, you 
you know, is something that you need to manage towards. But I've been on the inside, Joel, and I know the power of their technology. And I talk to their clients. Like I've already done 30 client conversations with existing Intello clients. And that product really helps a lot of people. And obviously, I built a, a platform that I know you know is kind of on the verge of this whole automation space and is definitely a new solution that the market is looking for. Everybody's looking for automation. And so I think when you you think about how we can take the business to the next level, I think it is about taking a step back and thinking about uh, thinking about a future together, thinking about how we can innovate both platforms to create something that's better together. And I do not do anything without massive consideration. And uh, and I did not make this decision flippantly. I think that their product is great, and I think a lot of their clients agree. And so, to ask you know my team, my employees, my investors to get behind something that you know is it could be transformational is really fundamentally what I believe. Um, and we'll continue to show that in the marketplace. <laughs> do, you, do you feel better? Oh, I felt good before. I feel <laughs> fine now. I, I know I know I made a good decision. I, I think about it every day. Um, you know, listen, I, I think you're you're entitled to have your opinion. I think if everyone in this world was always agreeing with what you were what you're doing, or if oh if everyone was always telling you how amazing you are and how amazing your company is, you know, what would be the reason to try and improve or get better tomorrow? I think what you and what Chad do every single day is sometimes give companies a reason to prove themselves even more. You give us a reason to wake up in the morning and say, you know what, we are going to continue to innovate and push the boundaries of what we can do. And so I think it's great. um, And I think we have a great company too. Then we are doing our job. Yeah, you are. Keep it up. Personally, I believe (laughs) you are the breath of life that uh, Intello needed, to be quite frank. Uh, But that being said, new company. If somebody wanted to find out more about you, they want to find more uh, out about ConveyIQ or Intello, where would they go? Sure. Well, you can email me directly and it's my first initial last name at intello.com. But you can also uh, add me on all social channels. Uh, I'm very open and welcoming of anybody in the industry. And certainly if you have any product feedback or suggestions, I welcome those as well. So thank you so much. Excellent. Thanks, Danielle. Don't be a stranger now. I won't. Hope to see you soon. Bye, guys. We out. This has been the Chat and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh yeah, you're welcome. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, 
thought leaders and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.